Amazing Grace Kona welcomes you to today's lesson from Pastor Izzy Manzo. Our prayer is that today's lesson will spiritually feed and uplift you. Now, here's Pastor Izzy. We're going to pick up in Romans chapter 6. And so Paul writes in verse 1, he says, What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace might increase? Now this is a teaching, it's a twisted teaching, but it had actually started to take hold in Rome. Well, listen, guys, God's grace is greater than our sin. And when we sin, we can ask God for forgiveness and his unmerited favor. He forgives and he washes away our sin. And so if I sin, I don't have to worry if I sin because he'll forgive me. He's so great. So let's just go ahead and sin because the more we sin, the more he'll forgive. And that'll show how great he is. Right. But we saw that it said at the last line of, of chapter five, that even so grace would reign through us sinning. No, through righteousness. Do us, righteousness means being in right standing with God. Us doing what is right. By the way, righteousness is, the Bible says there's righteousness of man, which ends in death, because every man does what seems to be right to him. But there's a righteousness, it says, that is the righteousness of God. What is right in God's sight? That's true righteousness, by the way. The only righteousness that counts in the eternal scale is that you do what is right, not in the sight of men, but you do what's right in his sight. And he says, we are given grace so that we could walk in this righteousness that God has made available. We could be right with him. Now, this righteousness that we have will lead us to eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Now, shall we just continue to sin? What was the answer? May it never be. This is so strong, by the way, in the Greek. Some translators say, may it never be. The King James Bible I first read taught, God forbid. Now that's a pretty good translation. Because if God forbid something, he said, no, I forbid it. What's it mean? It means no, right? I mean, I know the kids today, they think if you say no, it means just wheedle them a little longer. By the way, do we have to have the reason why no is no? If the answer is no, do you really need to know why? See, when God says, no, I forbid it, what's that mean? It means no. Jesus said, when it comes to making a vow, he said, don't vow. Let your yes be yes and your no be no. And anything beside that, he says, evil. If somebody says, oh, well, my yes is maybe, or my no is I'll think about it, or no, just be a person of your word. When some people say, I swear to God, I'm telling you the truth. I swear, I swear, I swear. When they do that, what does it make you think about the rest of the time when they're talking to you? Verse two, may it never be, God forbid. How shall we who died to sin still live in it? What if you have some sin that just seems like it's got this power over you? And no matter how hard you try, you can't seem to break that power that has. It just keeps like calling to you. Come back, do it again. And the Bible teaches how to be free from that power. It's found in what Jesus did for us, and he invites us to join him in this power. It's his power, by the way, is going to help you get through this. He says here, do you not know that those of us that have been baptized into Christ Jesus, we were baptized into his death? You say, well, what's the big deal about that? Remember, baptism... It's a symbolic joining of yourself to Christ, but you join him in death. 
You know, when we take someone and we put them in the waters of baptism, we lay them down in those waters, we're symbolically burying them. It's a grave. We're saying, just as Christ was laid and put to rest in the tomb, remember? Then what happened three days later? He rose. We're going to bury you in the waters of baptism to join you to Christ. Now, we won't hold you down for three days because that would be bad. But when we pull you up, we're saying now you join him in his resurrection. You get to be joined to Jesus. Now, this is really important if you want to get free from sin. Because it says, do you not know when you got baptized, that's what you were baptized into, Christ's death. Therefore, we have been buried with him through baptism into death. So that as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, so we too might walk in newness of life. This whole thing is about having newness of life. If you want to have newness of life, take to heart what Paul says here. You just have to be baptized and joined to Jesus. Verse 5, for if we have become united with him in the likeness of his death, well, then certainly we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection, knowing this that the old self was crucified with him in order that our body of sin might be done away with so that we would no longer be slaves to sin. For he who has died is freed from sin. I've taught this over and over. Every time I do baptisms, I've revisited this. But this is so powerful of a truth. And so many believers, even older believers, they forget the power that comes with this truth. Now, remember, in the scripture, are we to turn off our brain to do this whole Christian experience? Don't use your brain. Just all emotional, a matter of the heart. You should feel good about this. That's not what the Bible teaches us. I need you to use your mind here today because Paul's actually going to use a word in the Greek in just a couple paragraphs from now in this chapter where he's going to say, even so, consider. The word for consider from the Greek, it's a word to think through, to actually come to know by mental thought process. You have to actually think this one through. When you think through that you got baptized and you joined yourself to Jesus in the likeness of his death when you were baptized, he says, you now have joined yourself to him also in his resurrection. And because of these things, You need to consider something. We'll see what you consider in just a minute. Because when he died, well, what's it go on to say? Now, if we have died with him, it says, we believe also we shall live with him. Verse 9 says, knowing this, that Christ having been raised from the dead is never to die again. Death is no longer master over him. Will Christ ever die again? No. He did it once. For the death he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life that he lives, he lives to God. Now, even so, consider yourselves to be dead to sin, but alive to God. This is where the power of overcoming sin comes into play. When we consider with our mind, hey, I join myself to Jesus. And Jesus died to sin. Once and for all, sin has no master over you. By the way, once you're dead, I don't care what sin has been wooing you or calling to you for your whole life. Maybe you struggle with different areas. It could be drugs, alcohol, whatever it is. It doesn't matter. As soon as you're dead, how much call does that sin have? 
How much power will it have over you when you're dead? You can bet in a chain smoker. You're like, you don't understand, Pastor. I just can't quit. The nicotine has a really big hook in me. When you're dead and I'm there doing your funeral, could you light up a cigarette? Once you're dead, are you going to partake of these things? No, because you're freed. Sin will have no power over you once you have died. You're done. So it's all over. Power broken. The power of sin has no power when you consider that you, now this is where we have to use our mind. We have to consider that we are dead with Christ. Dead to sin. See, for sin to have no power over you, all you have to do is remember, I died to that. My old nature, I died. I got it buried. It's been buried, and now what you see living before you is a man who has been brought up out of the waters of baptism as a new creature in Christ. The old things, it says, have passed away. And the things what God wants to do in my life, these are things that he does in the spirit to help me walk in newness of life. This is what it's about, right? Newness of life. Anyone here want newness of life? There's so many people sick and tired of the oldness of their life tired of the problems that they had, the sin that they wrestled with, trying to break free from it. And they just like, I just wish there was some way to quit it. And I'm like, there is. Get baptized. Get baptized into not some church denomination or non denomination It doesn't matter what banner. Get baptized into Christ. Join yourself to Jesus. Because when you join yourself to him, he's the one that has the power over sin and death. He's the one who overcame it and was resurrected, and he will take care of you. But you have to stay joined to him. It's not a freedom that you just be free to nothingness. It's a freedom to be now alive to God, to walk in newness of life, to have a new life. And the only way to experience is, well, you have to use your brain. You have to look at that verse there, verse 11. Even so, consider yourself to be dead to sin. Dead to sin, but alive to God. Amazing Grace Kona thanks you for listening to today's lesson. You can listen to today's lesson or any of the radio lessons on iTunes titled Celebrate the Lord. And if your travels take you to Kailua Kona on the Big Island of Hawaii, come visit us. We meet Sunday mornings, 9 a.m. on the beach at the north end of the old Kona Airport. For more information on Amazing Grace Kona, go to our church website at AmazingGraceKona.com. Amazing Grace Kona is the original Calvary Chapel Kona.